Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll! Critical miss? (laughs) Critical miss! Oh, dear. It's just well, that kind of day, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Oh, I'm giving it a hard, hard look before I throw it back in the bag. Somewhere in here, the DM will take a penalty against all of us. We'll just find out where it is. Well, I'm. I have a feeling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we open back up, up in the open air, on an air horseback ride, oh. where you would not want to roll a critical failure for sure. No. And it would be so lovely if we weren't fleeing from, like, probably their right. worst battle. Right. The scariest moment of their lives, possibly. Like, you <laughs> wish it was like, oh, we're going on a fun trip to Cloudsdale, everybody, climb on. <gasps> but instead, we're running mm. from some terrible demon fight. Truly fleeing for their lives. Mm-hmm. And I do like, it looks like we're about to head to the school, which it's like, uh-oh, wait, already? <laughs> but no, they go right past it and down into the, I can't wanting to call it the Forbidden Forest. The Unknown the Forest. It's the Unknown Forest. Thank there you. There we go. And I do love that for ease of narration, they end up in a very special clearing where Thank a babblefish is just in everyone's ears. Good job, everybody. <laughs> so fortunate. Thank you for this blessing. We can all communicate freely with one another. I mean, there is a lot of convenient magic in this world to begin with. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to have magic, it should be convenient. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. Because was this also part of the Guardian's magic? I think that was the implication. Okay. Yeah, that that was because they were closer to where the Guardian was, that, that they had influence there or something. Mm. like. I mean, I, I guess maybe it's kind of like... Uh, I forget what those are called. Like they're they're sort of whisper um, rooms where there's like a dome, and like if you stand oh, yeah. in the center, oh, then everybody yeah. can hear you really loud. I sort of figured it was like that, but for the guardian. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the Pegasi clue us in a little bit more that on on this guardian, which apparently is the reason like this clearing is safe. We don't have to worry about the demons coming to get us, and apparently sent the Pegasi to go get our boys via a request from Hegelmas. So some big power happening here, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, Higglemas asked the Guardian to ask Pegasus <laughs> it's a little game to go get them. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also had to pick up a purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> exactly, <the> <laughs> yes. That's just sitting in the corner of the of the clearing. They're like, well, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a part of the, the request. I think they yeah. asked for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fortunately, this request extended to rescuing uh, Althea and, and Moon and the folks they were with, so... They didn't just, like, ditch them. Yes, they... <laughs> fighting an infinite number of demons, which is, mm-hmm. like, rude, really. I mean, they did tell them to leave, but yes, luckily there are more troops coming in for the rest of our team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can I say some things I love about this Guardian already? Absolutely. Men are the worst. Full green. <laughs> Thank you. All of the wars. Also, hides themselves away because of their hideous... Is this a Beauty and the Beast scenario? Because... It sounds Favorite, favorite childhood movie. Uh, And we do have a verification that this is the creature that uh, totally buddied up with the Fearbolg on initiation night. Mm -hmm. Right. I liked this callback. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unsettling. They say that the appearance is unsettling, which is like, I mean, there's a wide range of possibilities there, well, right? I thought they I mean, said like, hideous. Maybe I was projecting. It just I think like, it please? was unsettling, not hideous. 
Unsettling sounds more correct, but... Unsettling does sound more correct because they did come up with giant gummy bear and giant sentient McRib. Yes. Which are two very... Would be two very unsettling things. My mind, of course, always goes to um, the spirit of the forest from Princess Mononoke, Uh who could be seen as unsettling, could be seen as beautiful. That's very true. Maybe a giant long Furby. Maybe this is our poll. Maybe it's that denim Furby. (laughs) Yes. Which Furby do you think the Guardian looks like? Choose your fighter. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's later. And (laughs) I have that written down later. It's the other possible poll. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) I can't wait to get there. Good time. (laughs) But we also learned some really important information about, I guess, bad times at Ridgemont High because the demon (laughs) prince has taken Higglemiss and Hero captive. Yes. He did immediately start moving after these boys kind of let it be known that they know that he knows right. that they know. Mm-hmm. Boys, hold your cards a little closer to the chest. Come no. on. No. Fearball <laughs> plays it fast and loose. He's, he's barging right in. And that's what we love about him. That's true. But yes, he does have both Miss and the true hero mm-hmm. captured. And we don't know how. We don't have the details just yet. But this is bad news, obviously. Mm-hmm. But good news... Althea's here. Yay. She's all right. Moon, he's okay. He, he needs some help. <laughs> he's going to make it. But now we love him suddenly. So get I better, mean, babe. He's a werebear. Who we knew? love you now. That was the giant gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're sending our, our good vibes for him. Mm-hmm. I can only assume now. Barb is fine or dead. Right. They didn't bring her up. <laughs> I mean, in- She's still taking them all on. That's where I like to, like, she's fully, like, leveled up. She's now training a bunch of the hellhounds. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Maybe she's got, like, she's strapped, like, serving trays to them and is having them work in the bar. Yes, all of this. I cannot wait till we get to go back to whatever the name of that tavern is and see all the changes she's made. Well, and I'm really glad that Clint asked about the Guardian, because I was also Mm -hmm. like, did we, am I just forgetting us mentioning this one before? No, this is the first time, like, a name, a title has been given to this being. Um, And so we don't know necessarily if they're truthful or if they party just yet. That's a question (laughs) in the air. But Storm at Sea insists, you fools, of course. Why would you not trust the Guardian? He's so cool. (laughs) Storm at Sea stands the Guardian so hard. Oh, so hard. <laughs> it was amazing. Also, oh, wait, look, they're wearing a Guardian t-shirt. We should have seen that from the beginning. <laughs> also, I have to say, so when they started with the voice, oh my god, <laughs> I called it Lifty the Lifting Box because I couldn't remember Upsy's name. <laughs> uh, That's the bootleg, the bootleg <laughs> version of the toy that you buy at minute. like a dollar store. <laughs> Lifty. regardless that was a great voice oh i laughed so hard yeah i I had to pause it for that character voice i did Uh not see i don't know why i didn't see that coming but i didn't it really got me (laughs) sometimes he'll catch you there's a few moments in this episode where i had to pause and just catch my breath oh there were because i was laughing so hard oh my god i can't wait to get to all of them but yeah, but the Furbolg is over-trusting people, and I hear you, buddy. Like, they have been screwed I mean, over mm-hmm. time and time again. Absolutely. Again, I'm amazed Althea didn't end up screwing us over, and she still could. Don't trust mm. anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't pet cats you don't know. Exactly. How many times? <laughs> but we do learn something else about the Guardian. As much as Storm at Sea is like, 
you guys, I'm telling you, he's cool. You can trust him. We do also learn that the Guardian's magic is doing a lot, including keeping these woods safe and maze-like, which makes me, of course, think of, like, The Legend of Zelda. Of course. It's very Lost Woods Mm -hmm. and Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. And usually can, like, essentially keep people out of it, but the demons can see through it. And that's how they were able to get right in through the woods and get to these Pegasi herds. And so this is a big deal if whatever power they're bringing can cut through what the Guardian is using as defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, it's gotten worse, too. Like, they already had a problem with the demons, but now it's gotten way, Uh way worse. Within the last year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which, does that, is that because of Fitzroy's arrival? I was wondering that, too. And, like, that kind of gets touched on a little bit later Mm -hmm. regarding Fitz and possibly his powers involved here. But, yeah, the Mm -hmm. fact that this is now getting worse and it's time to hopefully do something about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Time for some action. Let's, Let's go. go. The Guardian does hand them all um, some stealth potion. Some sneaky <laughs> like blessings. <here. laughs> that makes them feel fuzzy? What does that mean? Maybe like how cats are stealthy because they have little fuzzy paws. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wrap my brain around that. I was like, Trav, where are you going? Or maybe they're just like a little buzzy. Like they're yeah. just kind of buzzing a little bit. Like, like I think hard to focus. Some champagne. Or like mm-hmm. just hard to focus on. I think was maybe what they were. They're they're vibrating at an incredible speed. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Regardless, it does give advantage to their stealth checks, which Whew. I'm gonna bet will come in quite handy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just as this is happening, uh, he gets a little buzz buzz on uh, <laughs> our. As our he's feeling fuzzy, something's going buzzy it's in like, his wait, my oh. whole body is <laughs> vibrating. Oh wait, no, it's this notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Did you girls remember who had the other notebook? Of course. Did, who yes. else would have it? You never know. It's been a minute since we <laughs> talked to her with it. <laughs> I just realized we we let it go past that the, the Guardian did something that made them go fuzzy. And we, we didn't talk about whether it was my, maybe drugs after after yes. we confirmed that maybe the Guardian likes to party. Oh, oh. Oh, I had suggested champagne, but drugs makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mushrooms does enjoy a little bit. Oh, that's... God, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it is a story about school. This is <laughs> classic school days. You know. Oh, wow. Now do we have to say don't do drugs, kids? <laughs> uh, I mean, do what you want. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> That's true. Do what you got to do. Just don't hurt anybody else. Just don't hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, we do have now at least a connection to Rainier. She's fine. We have a cute exchange. I would like to, can we all imagine uh, Fitzroy's handwriting being very loopy and ornate, which is why he can only get so many letters oh, on that page. Oh, it's so extravagant. And very large. Mm-hmm. He's a, very he's large. a big writer. Yes. Definitely his personality, he would write very large. Well, and he just grew eight inches. He probably, maybe it's just like he's got a big meat paw of a hand now and he like has That's to. That's the worst thing you said on the show. <laughs> I'm sending you to the shadow zone. I have said some pretty terrible things, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no! You want to hang your thinking, hat on man, that? They never, they never addressed in this episode. There was no reaction at any point to the fact that he was suddenly eight inches taller. Everybody was kind of like, eh. oh, I was waiting. And moved for on it. with their lives, but uh, but maybe it was better that no one talked about his his meat paws. <laughs> <laughs> Only Brittany Bailey is here to do that. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Yeah, he's been. Yelling at me for the past minute now. Derek. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> Clearly, you're in a call, and I have been. I he he keeps joining me for all my meetings. Like, mm. must sit on my lap, <laughs> must wrap his tail around my face, and mm-hmm. then people. Then now I have a cat. You could see them all like just kind of start to smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Derek, what do you think about this, Sitch? <laughs> I know that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he truly is our podcat. Oh, oh, he absolutely he's is. He's a good one. Um. What were we talking about? Meat paws. <laughs> let's let's not think. Derek was saving us from ourselves. He really uh. was. He really was. Um. Oh, we were talking about the fact that nobody's brought up the fact that he's um eight inches taller. Mm-hmm. I did have it scattered about here in my notes that just as a reminder to everybody, and I'll bring it up here. All these boys are wearing crop tops. Never forget. Like <laughs> Fitz's shirt is too short. The beer bog had the bottom of his ripped off, and I think Argo's Argo already just wearing wears one. one. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time that we brought them back. Honestly, never forget. I think, I think that I think that people are ready yeah. for the return. I think of they crop are. Tops. I've been waiting for years for it to catch on. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so back on topic, though, in talking to Rainier, we do know that we now have the possibility of a distraction on the table. I mean, I think I think in fairness, like if you ask Rainier mm-hmm. for a non spooky distraction, it's going to be the same distraction. Like, you know, it's going she to be skeletal. Have, it just yeah, is. Like, that's the, the, <laughs> like if she tries to make it less spooky, it's, gonna it's be going more to be like, spooky. It, it'll be spookier. Yeah. I mean, because what are you going to do? You're going to put something on the skeletons? Right. Is oh, that going to make so them much less worse. creepy? Put some furs on the skeletons? That's worse. Do you, that Again, that scene in Mononoke when it's like the guys wearing the like the boar skins. It's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Don't no. do that. Don't do it. Maybe Fitz, Fitz doesn't really know what a necromancer is. <laughs> or he's just a very he just doesn't want to think about having bones in him and yeah, that's fair <laughs> he's learning all sorts of things it's, he he needs it to be slow going he's still getting used to this part <laughs> now he's got to think about you know he's got so many more he's got larger bones now because he's taller that's true. i mean that's that's it would be more upsetting if he thinks about it too much so maybe that's why he doesn't want to think about bones. <laughs> that could be it just doesn't think about it regardless of how much fitz likes it or not Luckily, we do know that we have Rainier on our side, and she is at the ready should we need her, which I think we will have to because it's time to sneak toward the school. Mm-hmm. And we do mm-hmm. know that there are patrols of devil dogs, not the chocolatey cakes, which is also what I Wait. thought of, Clint, <laughs> controlling around the school. And here's the thing. So mm-hmm. I, as we all know, am a D&D brat, and I'm, like, pushing my glasses up on my nose. Oh, no. And there are no devil dogs in the monster manual. They are mm. called hellhounds, Travis. They are hellhounds. Mm. Devil dogs are either a delicious chocolatey cake uh-huh. or a U.S. <laughs> Marine. Well, I mean, they grew up in a, a household with a lot of faith, and heck dogs just sound silly. <laughs> heck so hounds. devil dogs you can say was heck like hounds. Yeah, that's adorable. It just, it just doesn't sound. A devil dog sounds better. <laughs> I mean, a devil dog sounds delicious. <laughs> A hellhound sounds like something that's going to chase me around the house and make me scared. That could be. No, is the description that he gave of his devil dogs, is it the same as what they look like in the book as the hellhounds? I think so. Okay. So that is funny, though. To be though, fair, I was, I was rapidly checking to see if devil dogs are a thing. Mm. And like not in a homebrew, they do exist. And they are like beefed up hellhounds. Oh, well, maybe that's what he meant. Maybe. Or maybe he just likes devil dogs. It could be. Trav, here's our question. <laughs> we'll get him on the horn. He might have just been thinking about food, and that's fair. And that is fair. Who among us? 
<laughs> I did appreciate that that Griffin slash Fitz were very concerned about whether or not they should hurt these dogs. Yes. Again, Fitz is a soft boy, and this is just further <laughs> proven here where he's like, but it is a sweet pupper with toe beans, and I don't want to hurt oh <laughs> As much as Trav is trying to insist, no, no, these are not your I sweet I still think puppers. it sounded cute, I mean, honestly. it still could be cute. <laughs> uh, regardless, my next favorite part is... They didn't say that this should be a shirt, but I think it should be a shirt. Uh-huh. The I like my D&D like I like my men, serious and full of dogs. <laughs> Which is a quote by Justin McElroy and by Magnus Burnside. Just saying, once again, he shows up. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I'm dying because my next note is literally, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but corpses. That sounds like a shirt. And I thought we were Absolutely. on the same wavelength. But we're just making a shirt company, which is where this podcast has always been going. It's always where our hearts are. I, I'm totally with you. That's another one. Put it on the shelf. We're almost to shirt three, too, that they did say should be a shirt. But we'll we'll circle back to that. <laughs> yes, an official shirt is coming up. Surprisingly, though, they do very well sneaking around these heck hounds. Mm-hmm. It's very Link in the Yiga clan hideout. Mm-hmm. It's a little unnerving. Um, and I do wonder if that last roll of Fitzroy's would have been good enough and Travis just added the skeleton raccoon or if they needed it. It was a fox. Oh. Not that it particularly matters, but wasn't it a fox? <laughs> Probably. The question still well, stands. Do you think he added it for good measure? <laughs> Well, I mean, if you promise a, a spooky distraction and you don't deliver a spooky distraction, that that's going to be negative reviews on your podcast. Sure. That's true. It's Chekhov's spooky distraction. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could have done something where it was like, um, you know, you have to fight your way into the school mm-hmm. through each floor, like kind of like with the hospital as opposed to sure. you kind of pretty much skip straight to the final boss but but it's not completely that because they do they do have to pass a gary yes (laughs) yes we do know that there is a gary just at the precipice before we get to this office and even before then i do love the fear bulg remembers once they get there that he did have a total stealth uh he was like oh i had all of this for us but that's okay at least now should we not have to be followed because, again, we still don't know at this point. Maybe it will still benefit them. Mm-hmm. Right. Better to be overprepared. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is why I pack so much, even if I'm going for one night. Same. You <laughs> never know what you might need. I'm bringing three pairs of shoes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but even with their Sheikah clothes on, they are now coming upon cool Gary. Who's definitely holding. <laughs> for sure. Um, I have a quick question. Yeah. Did we decide they were drawing eyebrows and such on Gary's or was that canon? I f- Oh no, that was us. Okay. <laughs> I remember. I was about to the say The sunglasses was canon. and hat was them, but no, okay. I think that was us. Okay. Genuinely <laughs> like, was like, wait, did we? Did they? I know we were saying it was gonna be surprised, but I couldn't remember if they added the eyebrows to it. And then we just chose the expression. But I could see it being a full Romancing the Zone Clubhouse original. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was us. Although, I don't know, maybe something will happen in a later episode. I mean, we'll be like, huh, oh. fingers crossed. <laughs> you always hope. We don't, we don't hold the copyright on eyebrows, so mm, I mean, if that happens. Not yet. <laughs> Working on it. But I really like this scene with little cool Gary. It's, it's very cute. Him and the Fearbulg having their little back and forth. And I think it's a nice little showcase of why those little interactions are important and they can come up later Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. to me this feels very like king's quest which if you've ever played a king's quest game is if you miss one step 
Oh, yeah. You're never finishing it. Oof. You have to make sure you give the ribbon to the girl because then later in the game, she'll show up and she'll have it. You know, it's one of those where it's like, and if oh. you miss giving her that thing, you're never getting out of the game. So yep. I I've like this. I've never played this, but I deeply want to. Yeah, I can hook you up. It made me think of Harvest Moon or mm. Stardew Valley where you have to build up relationships with people. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get to the next step or so they will be helpful or yeah. what have you. He'll keep it cool. Basically, your most important power is friendship in <sighs> any game. Always. Friendship is the greatest magic. We learn that mm-hmm. from ponies. We learn we've, it we've from D&D. <laughs> Always learning. And yes, luckily he did have that relationship, and this Gary agrees to not tell the rest of the Garys, because once again, who knows what we're getting into? Right. Who knows who knows what? And hopefully we can find out a little bit more with another little buddy. Yeah, and we almost, almost, because we're going to send snippers on, on recon, we <laughs> almost get him attempting to climb the stairs. Oh. It would have been it would have been very cute, but snippers is always cute. Always. So it's okay. It's a given. He's cute trying to climb stairs. He's cute being chucked across like up the stairs, <laughs> mm-hmm. sailing. I assume like a frisbee, just kind of spinning, spinning, spinning. <laughs> it's lovely. I saw it as a like you cup him in your hands and whoop, and then you just I mean, kind of like pop him. That's up there. cute too. It's very cute. You can't Little not sparkles be cute. in the air. Oh, ah. He gives <laughs> him a little gentle kiss on the top of his shell, and mm-hmm. then whoop. And then when Snippers gets up there, he gives a little like salute with his claw, and then continues on. <laughs> to check out what's going on around Higglemiss's door. And we find magical tripwires set up all along the hallway. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting was they're, they're not a danger. They're just an alarm. Right. And right. I love Trav not being able to remember the word alarm. We've all because... been there. Oh, absolutely. Our brains come up with the best things. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you know the word. But what about this instead? <laughs> and my personal story is I could not come up with the word calendar for the life of me. And I was like, you know, uh, my map of days. And my friend's like, you're what? <laughs> I was like, you know, like the map of days. It tells you all the days. She's like, a calendar? I was like, that's it. That's the that's one. The but one. yes. Yes. But yeah, so now it's just my map of days. <laughs> that is some extremely D&D naming. Right? Absolutely. Well, he checks his map of days. I can fit you in on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Odin's day is also good. Mm, mm-hmm. It's either that or like a John Green YA novel. Of oh, some kind. yes. <laughs> a YA novel set in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. We're on there to we something go. here. Hank? <laughs> well, and I don't know why Ocean's 12 keeps coming up lately. <laughs> it's the worst of the four of them, for sure. 11 is great. 12 is, eh. 13's good. 8 is fantastic. Agreed. I have not seen eight. I will have to see. Now I'm going to have to watch an Oceans movie. You absolutely should. I tried to put on Oceans 8 while I was working one day because I hadn't seen it before. And you know, I just sat there and ended up watching right, Oceans 8. Right, you can't not like, watch it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I it's can't do good. something else while I'm watching this movie. Look at all these girls. This is great. <laughs> but I do like the draw that he took from it. This whole like, all right, Argo's going to go sneaking in through all these tripwires. <laughs> oh, so this, this, this. <laughs> We've summoned this. This is everything we at Romantic the Zone have been waiting for. Yeah, I don't think we realized what we were summoning, but I do think we inadvertently spent the last 75 episodes helping to bring this moment to life. Oh, I don't know if I want that responsibility (laughs) for this song existing. This. Well, that's the amazing thing about this moment. Like, 
especially all of us here who love Argo. And I was like, ooh, Argo is about to be fucking hot if he makes this move. It gets overshadowed entirely by a song Justin decides is playing in the background while this happens called Sexual Dad. <laughs> Which better show up on the Bandcamp song list for this uh, this chapter. I- for charity, I will. I will yes. pay upwards I will of give five anything. dollars for this song. <laughs> oh my god, girls! I mm-hmm. was on the trail when I heard oh, no. this, <laughs> and I was oh like, had to lean against a tree. I was laughing <laughs> so hard; it was not okay. <laughs> People uh, were like looking at me for sure. I was like, you just. I have headphones in. Like, you have to know something is happening. Of like, course. They're like, I don't know. What great comedian, what comedy that she's listening right. to? And you're like, oh, oh it's just God. a guy singing about sexual dad. Don't worry about it. It would have been amazing if you accidentally, like, disconnected your, your oh my God. earbuds and oh. it was just blaring at the trail. Oh, yeah. Let everybody hear it. I should have just played it out loud. So, yeah, it is a gift to the world, for sure. <laughs> Justin comes through whenever we need him. He really does. He's always mm-hmm. ready. Uh, and can I say, I do mm-hmm. hope the next time they play a game, he plays a bard. Come on. I step mean, it up. Yeah, you could have this yeah. magic all I the support time. It. <sighs> it might even be too much power if I think that's, about it. Ooh, that's fair. Once Then they won't be able to stop him from singing. Mm-hmm. That, that could be dangerous. <laughs> Uh, regardless, it, you know, again, it overshadowed this moment with Argo and I'm fine with it. <laughs> but imagine the moment of all of them yes. watching Argo so stealthily and with so sexually song. making his way through yeah. this obstacle course to this song. His, his little bear tummy we wrote again this. in the we crop. Did. I, was, I was picturing it like... Um, this really dramatic, you know, like, the, well, they, they made the Catherine Zeta-Jones reference, like, you know, yeah. going through the lasers effectively, mm-hmm. but then superimposed is, like, Justin singing this song, like, yes. the screaming cowboy in that one video. It's just him in, like, <laughs> oh the faded God. little, like, fuzzy the top circle. quarter. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> dramatic 70s lighting on him. So, I've never seen Entrapment or whatever the Catherine Zeta-Jones flick is they're talking about, but I pulled mm-hmm. a leverage, and it was Parker going mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. all the lasers and wires, so. That I don't was know my either visual. of those. Also, that's also a good one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you should, I, I don't, I admit I don't remember anything about Entrapment besides that one scene, but I think that's a pretty universal experience. Sure. <laughs> that yes. scene is incredible. The rest of it, I, I don't really know. <laughs> so let's all, I'll just go watch that one scene. Yeah. And then we'll know. We'll pull that scene. We'll watch Ocean's 8. It's going to be great. <laughs> Regardless, our boy does sexually make it through these tripwires. I was sort of expecting the 19 to not be enough. Oh, Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised, I think, if, if, if yeah. it had not been enough. But... Like, if it's this, mm-hmm. these wards put on by this demon prince, I was like, I could see it needing to be like a 23 or something at least. Mm. That's fair. Maybe he had to do it real quick, though. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I think that the main the main point of this and the thing that sort of makes it scarier, yeah. like when they find out that they're just warning signals and not not right. like a trip, an actual tripwire, it's not a booby trap. It kind of made me think like, well, he wants them to come and that he just wanted to know when mm-hmm. they got there. Mm-hmm. That's like ominous. He wanted a little heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And who knows what would have happened if they had tripped it? Like it could have right. been Claxon. It could have been the party lighting. We don't know. We Ooh. don't know. That could have been fun. A disco ball just lowers from the ceiling. <laughs> Purple and blue lights just start flashing all around. Oh, God. Welcome. If you fall down, he drops the beat. That's that's <laughs> just what happens. Mm-hmm. We don't know because we made it through the tripwires. <sighs> and we do have the sense. Good job, Clint. 
to check the door for traps <gasps> oh, first. Thank goodness. We're Just learning. in case. I was really worried he might not there for a moment when he's like, I'm right. going to look through it. I'm like, babe, check for traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and never forget, not only is Clint learning how to be mm-hmm. a rogue, but apparently Hieronymus, Phoronymus, or Higomus, I'm not sure who at this point, has learned that there is a little crab uh-huh. available for <laughs> spying situations, and they have blocked him via a slab, <laughs> a little slot of wood. At just the like bottom. a draft dodger on the bottom to keep the crab out. That's it. It's just one of those stuffed cat things or like the wiener dogs. <laughs> like there. your grandmother would have. Yes, exactly. exactly. Oh, my God. That would have been even funnier. I do love Griffin pushing back being like, now, hold on. Why would they think? I appreciated him uh, pushing back on that. But also, right, if it's not one of those little rows of, like, cats at the bottom or a wiener dog or some sort of foam (laughs) blockage, I like the idea of it's just, like, like, you can see some paint on this, like, crappy piece of wood that he just pried off of some other place in the castle and was like, I need this right now. I'm just gonna, like, shittily nail it to the bottom of this door. My favorite thing is, like, this all-powerful demon prince right. being like, hold on. <laughs> I gotta stop this crap. I'm gonna take this. Well, we don't know for sure if it was him or if it was if it was Higglemus. It could have been Higglemus just kind of trying to keep his business private. We don't know. This is Higglemus's time. I don't need that crap knowing anything. <laughs> I thought what you were gonna say about stuff painted on it that it was that someone had written like no crabs. Oh. <laughs> That's that could be on there too. I was thinking, really, you just like pried it off of something that was like a sign for some other part of the castle. But yeah. maybe he, yeah, really put the finishing touch on it, just so he knows this is for you, Snippers and Fitzroy. I'm Wait on to second. your game. I totally think it was taken from Groundsy's hut. Oh. Maybe Groundsy had to do it. It was Higgleman's like, calling him to be like, Groundsy, there's a spying crab in the house. And you, you, you know that all the other students were like, oh, something happened there, but I don't know what. I'm not going to ask. It's not my problem. Nope. Oh. <laughs> this is... But you're right. He learned. He's learning. Whether Griffin oh, likes learning. it or believes it or not. <laughs> and Fearbulg is learning more and more every day oh. that he's over all of this bullshit. So he's just going to open this door. When there aren't any traps, <laughs> let's go. Let's get in here. No traps. It's unlocked. Kick it open. We done. Barge right in. <sighs> I love him. Ma, I love him. <laughs> she can't help it, Ma. <laughs> Well, and then this is where we do get a little bit again of that flair for the dramatic. The lights flicker on, the lanterns are suddenly lit when the door opens, which means they were sitting there in the dark. Mm, <laughs> Very yes. uncomfortable. Just waiting. Mm-hmm. Just waiting, quietly, whispering. Maybe, maybe now. <laughs> That's actually Why what he wanted the tripwires to do, is to be like, well, that'll turn on the light, and then we'll know, and then we can get ready for him. But no. Mm-hmm. The boys open the door, and we can't see Higglemus. He's His back is turned to us. Well, we can see him, but we can't see his face. His back is turned. Phoronimus is sitting at the desk, petting Hero. Very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Feet up on the desk. Yeah. Also, don't pet dogs you do know if you're a don't demon Don't pet dogs that are men whose form <laughs> you've stolen. That's longer and harder to say, but shirt. yes. Put it on a shirt. Don't pet your nemesis. Just don't, don't do no, it. No. Hold Not on. unless it's uh, <laughs> enemies to lovers, and in which case, There's, that's a which, different... Which um, uh? is definitely my next note. <laughs> of course oh, it is. No. Anne's like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> I'll just be sitting here in the dark. (laughs) Petting a dog. 
<laughs> I mean, I I could back this up, but I'm, first, but yeah. first, but first, <laughs> a fits waste no time. He does launch an attack immediately at this guy, and when Griff said he's not fucking with this guy, he tried to kill me today. It did make me fully stop and take stock that like. It has mm-hmm. been a long day for all of these boys, but especially for Fitzroy. I'm like, this poor dude has been through it. It's been, mm-hmm. a, yeah. it's been a long one. I don't blame him for being a little like, okay, one more thing, this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't told anybody, as as far as we know, right, about chaos either. Right. So, oh, yeah. A lot has been happening in Fitz's life, and he really wants to cut straight to the point and not let the villain monologue, which is a good plan, to be honest. I'm mm-hmm. with him, yeah. And now I will say, he did get to sleep. For like twelve hours. Oh, you're right. That so was has all been day. T- sorry two days. Oh you should goodness. be over it by now, Fitz. Come on, <laughs> Fitz, get it together. I was so ready to be like, oh my god, this poor guy. I can't believe we're still. And now I'm like, well, okay, it's still been a long one for all of us, but you for know. sure, for sure, a weekend. Yes, Ooh. I yeah. mean. We've all been to cons where you hit Monday and you're like, all right, I'll oh. see everybody on Wednesday. I'm going to <laughs> yep. bed. Mm-hmm. And how. <laughs> And this is where we do see a little bit more of Fitz. Like you said, he wants to cut him off at the chase. And the only thing that holds Fitzroy back, and presumably the other two boys as well, is the fact that this Phoronimus threatens the students. He's got mm-hmm. demons posted everywhere throughout the school. And if they try anything, that's going to be... It's going to go bad. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. go sideways real fast. Real and fast. They're not gonna, you know, so they can't, just, they can't just have this be about them. Right. Which I think, because Fitzroy's initial inclination is... I'm going to try this fireball mm-hmm. or fireball. I can't remember what she threw, but uh, I'm going to try this attack. And if it doesn't work, we're just going to peace out, which is yeah. not an option because they have to think <laughs> exactly. about the right. well-being of everyone else. Right. So they do decide and we're going to stop and we're going to take this easy and kind of let him lead the story at this point. And we do mm-hmm. hear the story. And Brittany, mm-hmm. I think this is where you were going with it. Uh, yes. <laughs> Come on, you guys. It, his entire purpose he took over a school which is not an easy task though he does reference like i controlled hell for a while or like certain levels of it (laughs) like this was cake um but like he got into it and like became an actual school administrator which i think is hilarious it's so funny (laughs) to make sure that he gets to finish his battle with hieronymus who he is petting right now lest we never forget this is absolutely an enemies to lovers to like blurred enemies lovers situation. Hmm. You know what? That you make a good argument. Hmm? That's exactly it. This whole thing is just like the hero v villain game that everybody's playing all over Nua, but taken to mm-hmm. the extreme scale. Mm-hmm. It is not like just a fun, we're all doing this to like drum up some tourism for our town. This is him taking it to a different level. This is the war of feelings, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be a war of feelings, whether or not that's it what already they, they were is. signing up for. Exactly. <laughs> but you are right. It's this obsessive scale mm-hmm. for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can find another hero to fight. You could, but this is the one. He wants mm-hmm. Hieronymus. That's that's his soulmate, hero, villain. <laughs> that's his chosen villain. It's, I mean, yeah, like this whole thing ends up like once we learn this truth here, it ends up being a little, I don't know, it comes back to being that like f- sort of fun, sort of goofy. Like it's a war that he wants, but to a weirdly almost innocent extent, like he just wants to fight Hieronymus. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like a, 
I want to rule the world kind of thing or I want to destroy the world kind of thing exactly. It's just I enjoy the fight, which is sort of a different motivation than Mm -hmm. villains normally are given. And and it's harder to deal with because it's like, well, how how do you fix this? Right. What is what is the solution here? Right. Besides destroying the threat which is him yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean because argo even like he tries to step in yeah. like oh let's do conflict resolution here but that's <laughs> yeah. not going to work because he's living for the fight he thrives right. on the conflict right mm-hmm. he doesn't want to resolve it he wants more of it mm-hmm. basically greg the demon prince is a toxic Thank you. toxic person <laughs> i mean i think yes. that it's important that we acknowledge that yes first of sure. all fitzroy the first time you heard the words demon prince, you nearly shat yourself. You thought it was so cool. So do not front. <laughs> you liked it at first. but He yes, really did. Yeah. When he said Grey, my first, first thought was, sounds like Greg. Absolutely <laughs> does. Of all the names. So much funnier. I mean, I'm just going to call him Greg. That's all I wrote for the rest of my notes. I mean, the guy rolled up into this school and was like, I have administrative experience. I mean, <laughs> he's clearly a nerd. He's definitely a Greg. Absolutely. D&D Greg. Well, and he also points out, like, he was basically creatively stifled by what was going on, and he was really <laughs> angry about his tree. So now we know who created the tree. It was yeah. him the whole time. We learned so much here. And the fact that, like, we learned that Hagomis didn't need the apple for transmogrification. Mm-hmm. He needed it for hiding. So, like, there you go, lying again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Apparently Fitz called it. The other boys agree. They hand him cash. He won. Yep, you're right. You called this one. But now we know, yeah, Hagelmiss just wanted to further get away from this guy so they could all hide. Which you can't blame him. You cannot blame him. But we do learn that that's not going to be an option. Mm-hmm. Because we can't, we're not going to have a war of feelings, which made me think of the rap battle cabinet meetings from Hamilton, which I think would really, <laughs> like, that could be fun if that's how we ended up resolving all of this. That would be um, great. Yeah. I vote know, Justin be part yeah, of it. Absolutely. Sure. Fearable jumped right in, trying to throw some <laughs> some shade at him. That voice saying your ass looks chunky in those jeans, that's a soundbite. That's a soundbite you save. Even though he knows it's a lie, they all agree it's a no, lie. No, that's not true. <laughs> That was extremely good. It was... Ineffective, but extremely good. And you mm-hmm. love the effort. I love I love him trying. Yeah, I mean, whereas Fitz's approach is basically cordially inviting him to a war on Saturday, <laughs> which, I mean, I guess he likes <laughs> to get to up. the point. Sure. Why, why are we going to waste our time? Well, and love. interestingly, we learn that Gray and Fitz have the same mutual benefactor or magical mm-hmm. daddy, however you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> which, would it not be chaos? Well, that's what I was wondering. I assume so. Jason Manzoukas, can you verify? That would be my guess, but you never know. I assume so. There could be a twist. We shouldn't assume anything. There could be a twist. But either way, I mean, Fitz Fitz is, even if he doesn't want to fast forward to the war, he's kind of going to have to because if he tries to leave, Greg is just going to start killing students, which he doesn't doesn't really want. Well, first he asks if he can choose (laughs) which students. So yeah. that is fair. He does. There is that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Fitz is sort of on this this knife edge of, of his morality <laughs> at this point. He really is. He's constantly swinging that breeze. I mean, our boy is a villain. <laughs> yeah. He's a pragmatist, I guess you could argue. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. So they do have six months to assemble their crew <laughs> for the war of the century, apparently. So this is where Choose Your Fighter who are we yeah. bringing in? Who's going to be on our team? Well, this is where it's so interesting. Because, again, we learn that Gray has been 
essentially doing exactly what Althea brought up, which is like, who has he influenced? Who has mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. put in position where? But it's also this goofy, like, <laughs> we are going to have to just keep living with this guy and being like, yeah. oh, oh, I'll get you later. <laughs> my headmaster is a demon prince and I still need to get an A on my accounting exam. <laughs> exactly. It's goofy. It's very funny to me anyway. It's very like a uh, Disney original movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On some level. Where like yes. there's a threat, but it's not actually, I guess, that big of a threat yet. So we just have to deal with it. But again, if you're playing the cards close to your chest that they don't know that you know. It's a different story, I think. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where's this but once one they you know, they like, know, they know. Hold on. What are we going to do? Right. Just like throw class trash at each other between like in the hallways while we're going and like passing the principal. It's I mean, that be could be fun funny. too. Yeah. That's how I picture it happening. Oh, now we're in Buffy the Vampire Slayer territory. Mm. I never if it's a Disney that. original movie, there might be some dance battles. For sure. Just for no reason. I mean, one can hope. I'm banking on it. But this does also give us kind of possibly a blueprint for where else the story might go. Like how much more. Because I was kind of nervous when they were heading and like facing down this demon prince already. I was like, are we really almost to the end of graduation? Yeah, I wondered too. Mm-hmm. But... We've got a lot more ahead of us. Six months. (laughs) Exactly six months. Put it on your calendars. (laughs) Well, that would take us into like December, probably, if if it corresponds Mm -hmm. at all with with real world time. So that would be about when we should expect it to wrap up, I would think, approximately. Mm. We'll see. We'll put it tentatively up on the murder board. (laughs) Put it on our our map of days. Grab your map of days. Make a note on there. December, question mark? Well, and then... Gray just leaves. <laughs> this is when we learn that he's going to just be around campus, I guess. Because yeah. uh, he hands our boys a potion, which I thought was interesting that he says to transform the coward and transform the dog. Yeah. Right. I had to take it back. I was like, was he was he a bird? Like, what happened? Ah. Hagomis was the I dog thought... the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't know what I thought. Like, I was just like, wait, did I miss that Hagomis, like, in our escape plan, I am also going to become an animal and oh. we are going to vamoose? I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Yeah. I briefly thought in the middle of the night when I listened the first time that the whole plan about hiding had like gone haywire and in fact the dog was actually Higglemas and Hieronymus was posing as his own brother like that at some point he'd been trying to like cast a spell to hide them and he had messed up and that was how that had happened maybe that like that had crossed my mind and then I obviously was incorrect but I briefly (laughs) thought that I wouldn't have put it past him it could have happened weirder things I think Mm -hmm. but also uh thanks for this potion (laughs) <laughs> well, and he did say that Hagelmas had the potion. That's true. But he could have kept the it. The potion was all done. He just needed the apple to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yes. true. So he did mm-hmm. He did have it. And he was like, well, just so you know, I knew where it was. Here you go. You can have it. And then, right, mm-hmm. walks out of the room, which was hysterical, that he just is like, all right, I'll be in my office. See you later. I'll see you around. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And then my next note here just says Prince Transformation with three question marks behind it. Because I'm like, are both of these boys transforming? Once Hagelmas gives the potion to, again, both Hieronymus and himself. Mm-hmm. And it sort of was a Prince Transformation. Kind of, yeah. So obviously Hieronymus turns from a dog into a man. Or an elf, as it were. Yeah. Um, and Hagelmas into a younger version ah, of himself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> there's gold sparkles everywhere. The boys are all like, oh. <laughs> and there's a good bro hug. I always support a good bro hug Aww. in uh, fiction. 
That's yeah. That's true. I liked how they handled this moment of like Hieronymus still isn't quite here yet, which is understandable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you've been a dog for yeah. fifty years, I think it's going to take a hot minute. <laughs> He's a little shaken up, but that's okay. Yeah. Hagelmus is here. They hug it out. Bros. And then Hieronymus rises his left leg and tries to scratch behind his ear. It doesn't quite work. It doesn't work but... now. Not without some yoga. <laughs> I like to think that Travis learned the fine art of the bro hug from being a supernatural fan. I'm just, that's my, my personal headcanon. <laughs> Not from having bros. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought he would get it from having only brothers, but. Fair. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of hugging you do. <laughs> that's true. Um, can we get some uh, side-by-sides? Put them, put pictures up on the murder board of the McElroys all hugging and the boys from Supernatural hugging. So we got six months. Oh, I think we should take one month and just relax. Go to the uh, beach. They do have time for a vacation, I guess, you know? It's been a long week it's time for our beach party (laughs) it was promised we've been calling it this whole time (laughs) so i do have one thought um now as we Mm -hmm. get into anything we would like to bring up um i wonder if like way back like the zorn coming through that like breakdown between realms Mm -hmm. i'm like is this a symptom of what's been happening or is that something else yeah i wondered about that too like, is this just, like, a random element of trying to sow chaos or, yeah. like, the concept, not the god or deity or whatever? Sure. Um, I mean, we do know, so the god's carcasm has been there for 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how long Greg said he had been hiding in the school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess we have to assume that those two things are connected, but he also doesn't bring it up. Right. Like, he doesn't bring up the wild magic at all, or that that's why yeah. he's interested in fits. He just sort of, aside from the fact that he says that they have the same magic daddy. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, so there's some implication that maybe that wild magic is a factor in what was happening with him, too, but it's not really clear. Like, it seems like he would have mentioned it. Doesn't right. it? No, that's where my mind was, too. I feel like there's still something else here. I think now we have the Prince card has been turned over on our Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. deck. But I think there are still things on the table still that we don't know about. And maybe Trav is throwing us off a little bit by having our focus go now to yeah. the Demon Prince. Yeah, I, I think he's he's been relatively good at telling us everything what mm-hmm. seems like everything but right. maybe it isn't and or maybe we're stuff. yeah yeah like or we don't have the context for it because i mean we know higgelmas said that um the god's carcasm that he was he heavily implied he was the only one who knew right yeah he was the only one who who knew that like, it hadn't been there the whole time and he didn't yeah. say i i know and also the demon prince knows like he, sure. he never implied that that he was involved either so yeah. we don't know if maybe everybody outside of that room had no idea true Mm-hmm. So there's still mysteries. Absolutely. It's not just going to be a, a six-month-long training montage. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was, I would expect lots of crop tops, even more <laughs> than there should already be. Everyone has crop tops. Little skeletons. Little skeletons are wearing. Animals have crop tops. <laughs> Jermaine and Rattles have crop tops. Absolutely. Crop tops galore. Well, is there any other sort of crop top we want to bring up now that we forgot to mention <laughs> earlier? So at one point, mm-hmm. Fitz says they have both apples. Yeah. And they toss one to, uh, I almost called him Chaos, not him. <laughs> uh, they toss one to Greg. Uh-huh. And he says, because we've got the other apple. I was like, wait, what? didn't the centaurs have that one? No? I also thought the centaurs kept one. But then Trav never corrected him. Yeah. So I don't know. And because that's where I'm like, unless the centaurs gave them both of them, in which case... 
The prince wouldn't know that they have both. Right. And I have a terrible, terrible habit of not paying attention to, like, the last episode of a season. (laughs) Um, Following any season of How to Get Away with Murder, Mm. which is not great. (laughs) Um, The show is great. It's not great that I can never remember how things (laughs) wrap up. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's the same situation. I was like, wait a minute. I thought, but maybe. Eh, well. I think they only had one. But then, yeah, I'm not sure what the purpose of that lie would be or if it was yeah. just a mistake. Uh, I don't know. We'd ha- I think we would have to go back and check that scene um, and find out. And they may have to go back and check that scene and find sure. out. Because uh-huh. we've got a lot of apples in the air at this point. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I'm not good at juggling. Well, maybe during <laughs> editing, I'll go back and check and I'll put in an answer right here. Hi, it's me, Editing Nell. So, I did go back to the end of episode 16 and re-listened, and I believe it is implied that the apple was given to our boys. The last time we specifically see it, Malwin and or Arturus is holding it before the boys go to talk to Calhane, and that's kind of the last thing we see, but I believe Griffin is correct in saying that they are in possession of both of them, again, especially since Travis did not correct him. There you go. You're welcome. And I go, aha, <laughs> to follow up whatever you might say. And the little The More You Know song yeah. plays. <laughs> um, well, then, that means it's time to come with me over to the polls. Last time, we helped out Argo figuring out what his sidekick name should be. And Lime Lad it is, beating up Blue Curacao <laughs> by just a single percentage. I'm very surprised that that was what won. <laughs> it's adorable. Argo's going to love it. Thank you, everybody, for voting. And now that we've properly met the Guardian, what sort of unsettling appearance do you think they're hiding? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter at RomancingZone. Also over on our Twitter, we will be sharing a little one-page RPG that Anne wrote. I will give you fair warning, it is based on a joke from Bim Bam, <laughs> so that's that's the level of quality that you should expect from it. <laughs> <laughs> so the highest of qualities. <laughs> exactly. So We will be sharing that, and I hope a lot of people play it, because it sounds absolutely buck wild. And we'll see everybody back at school in two weeks. we got to build up our armies. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Wear a mask.